Hello, this is Nikda from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 24th of December. Keeping the momentum of the anti-citizenship law protests on, West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee led a protest march in Kolkata today. Around the same time, West Bengal Governor Jagdeep Dhankar, who has been vocal against the state government's disapproval of the CAA, was forced to leave Jadavpur University. His car was blocked by anti-CAA protesters while he was there to attend the university's convocation ceremony. Delhi also saw a protest march from Mandi House to Jantar Mantar despite the imposition of Section 144 and heavy police deployment. Meanwhile, in Uttar Pradesh, the police have admitted that a police bullet led to the death of a 20-year-old civilian. The Indian Express had reported that a constable shot Muhammad Suleiman in self-defence during protests in Bijnor district. The police had earlier maintained that firearms were not used on the protesters. Rahul and Priyanka Gandhi were stopped from entering Meerut by the police. They were on their way to meet the families of those killed in the violence that broke out during the protests against the CAA. Also, the Delhi High Court dismissed a petition against the Deputy Commissioner of Police's direction of internet shutdown. The shutdown was initiated in the national capital on December 19th when Anti-Citizenship Amendment Act protests were in full force. Jacob Lindenthal, a German foreign exchange student who participated in an anti-CAA and anti-NRC protest in Chennai, was allegedly asked to leave India. According to reports, he was given oral directions to leave India from the Foreigners Regional Registration Office. Lindenthal was pursuing a one-year exchange program at the Department of Physics from IIT Madras. At the protest, he held a poster that made a reference to Nazi Germany. The poster said, and I quote, 1933 to 1945, we have been there. Lindenthal was in Bangalore for a few days to attend some sports tournaments, but when he returned to Chennai in the morning, his course coordinator asked him to meet immigration officials immediately. He said that the officials referred to some administrative issues related to his residential permit in India. After Lindenthal resolved their queries, the officials asked him about CAA and his participation in the anti-CAA protest. He also added that the immigration officials asked him to leave the country immediately for violating his student visa rules. When he asked them for a written letter, they just returned his passport and said that he may leave. Lindenthal immediately rushed back to the campus, booked his ticket and left for the airport. Meanwhile, Congress MP Shashi Tharoor tweeted about the incident saying, and I quote, This is dismaying. We used to be a proud democracy, an example to the world. No democracy punishes freedom of expression. I call on Dr. R.P. Nishank to instruct IIT Madras to withdraw the expulsion and allow India to hold its head high in the academic world. Unquote. News Laundry reporters have been covering all the protests related to the citizenship law consistently. Veena even got detained last week from Redford and wrote a first-person's account of her experience. Check it out on newslaundry.com. Ayush, Basant, Anusuya and Veena were out till the early hours of the morning on Saturday sending us live updates. They were working all weekend. Another reporter, Ayan, is sending us reports from all over Assam right now. To carry on this kind of extensive reporting, dear listeners, we do need your support. Many of you might not know, but News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We don't even have those annoying ads that you have to skip on YouTube. So subscribe to us and pay to keep news independent. Go to www.newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. By the way, do check out our content on YouTube. We have a ton of fun interviews and explainer videos. Once in a while, we also do YouTube Lives where you can ask us questions in real time. Follow us on Twitter for all the updates.
Amidst the chaos surrounding the citizenship law, three Pakistani nationals have been awarded Indian citizenship in Gujarat. And they received their citizenship certificates not once, but twice. Last week on Friday, Union Minister Mansuk Mandavia presented the certificates to 10 Pakistani nationals at an event in Kutch. The event was organised by BJP's Vinod Chawra and the Overseas Hindu Rehabilitation Committee, an NGO working for Hindu immigrants. At the event, 10 Pakistani citizens were given Indian citizenship under the Indian Citizenship Act 1955. The next day, three people who were present at the event in Kutch were again given the same certificate by BJP MP Mohan Kundaria in Morbi. Morbi District Unit of BJP had organised a public event to raise public awareness about the Citizenship Amendment Act on Saturday. Speaking about the event, Kundaria said that the Congress had been spreading rumours that minorities of India would be driven away, leading people on the wrong path. The event, Kundaria said, was held to raise public awareness about the Citizenship Act, which is not meant to drive away anybody but to grant citizenship to six communities, which are minorities in three countries. Earlier, on December 18th, a Pakistani Muslim woman named Hasina Ben was given Indian citizenship in Dwarka, Gujarat. Hasina, though an Indian citizen, was married to a man in Pakistan and had been living there since 1999. She came back to India when her husband died. The Bharatiya Janata Party on Monday conceded defeat in the Jharkhand Assembly elections. The alliance of the Jharkhand Mukti Morcha, Congress and Rashtriya Janata Dal emerged victorious in 47 out of 81 seats, while the BJP managed to bag 25 seats. BJP's Raghubar Das resigned as the chief minister late last night after his party's defeat. The opposition alliance had projected Jharkhand Mukti Morcha leader Hemant Soren as their candidate for the post. In his statement, Hemant Soren expressed his gratitude to the people of Jharkhand for giving a clear mandate, which is a result of the hard work and sacrifice of Shibu Soren over the years. He said that the time had come to achieve the goal for which Jharkhand as a separate state was created. He called the win a new chapter in the history of the state. The year 2019 might not have been great for the Indian economy, but for billionaire Mukesh Ambani, it has been nothing short of great. According to Bloomberg Billionaires Index, the Indian business magnate added almost $17 billion to his wealth as of 23rd December 2019. Now his net worth stands at $61 billion. Reliance saw the value of its shares tripling since the end of 2016. This surge in Reliance's wealth is credited to a 40% jump in the shares of Reliance Industries Limited. The Union Cabinet today approved a proposal to update the National Population Register, which is linked to the census. The exercise will cost the government 8,500 crore rupees. The Census Commission has said that the objective of the NPR is to create a comprehensive identity database of every usual resident of the country. The database will have demographic details. A usual resident for the NPR is a person who has lived in an area for at least six months or more or a person who intends to live in an area for the next six months or more. It is mandatory for every usual resident of India to register in the NPR. Just as Delhi was recovering from the horrific fire in Anaj Mandi that took 43 lives earlier this month, two more incidents of fire have been reported. On Monday, nine people were killed and close to 10 people were injured in a fire that broke out in Kirari area of Rohini. The site of the accident was a residential building which was illegally being used as a clothes go-down. The building had a single staircase and there was no safety equipment in place. 
Atul Garg, the director of Delhi Fire Services, said a cylinder blast had occurred on the second floor due to the fire and some portion of the wall had also collapsed. Firefighters recovered three charred bodies from the second floor and ten others were rushed to a hospital. Two incidents of fire were also reported from Narela industrial area just this morning. As of now, no casualties have been reported from either of the venues. However, three firemen sustained injuries. The fire has been controlled in one of the factories. Meanwhile, firefighters are still working to douse flames in a shoe manufacturing factory. A Saudi court sentenced five men to death and three to prison over the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi in Istanbul last year. The sentences are in tune with Saudi Arabia's argument that the killing was not premeditated or ordered by the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman as alleged, but was instead a last-minute decision by agents who went rogue. This narrative, however, is contradictory to the abundant evidence, such as the agents did go to Turkey with an intent and also the tools they used to kill. Remember, even the CIA had discovered that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman had ordered the operation in all probability. Saudi, however, denies it. But Time's video investigation put together a timeline of the murder. Other investigations by Turkey and a United Nations expert had found that 15 Saudi agents arrived in Istanbul in the hours before Khashoggi's killing. One was a body double who sought to leave a false trail to show that Khashoggi was still alive. And another was a forensic doctor who Turkey says arrived with a bone saw that was used to dismember Khashoggi's body. The UN expert reported a massive cover-up effort, including forensic cleaning of the crime scene. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Abhinandan Sekri interviewed AIMIM chief Asaduddin Ovesi last week. The Rajya Sabha MP spoke about the citizenship law, minority rights and the sanctity of political alliances. He even made quite an interesting comment about Prime Minister Modi's speech about identifying people who create violence by their clothes. To find out what he said, log on to our website and find the full interview. It is only available for subscribers. If you're not a subscriber yet, check out the teaser that will only make you want to watch the full interview. A monthly subscription costs as less as 300 bucks and you get access to not just this interview but a ton of other fun content like podcasts, articles, interviews and comics. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.